This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. into the western United States. Many miners and prospectors were attracted to the Black Hills by the promise of gold. But hostile Indians drove them out, and when every effort to deal peacefully with the savages had failed, the president sent General Custer to make the country safe for the pioneers. That great leader found the masked rider of the plains ready and anxious to help him. And the part which the famous champion of justice played in the expedition is one of the most exciting episodes in the history of the West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear when adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the Black Hills! Saddle's waiting on the trail ahead! Hail, Silver! Away!
A pale moon shone down on a solitary rider in a tattered army uniform. The lean, haggard face of the man and the broken gait of the horse were evidence that days and nights had been spent on the trail. Both were on the verge of exhaustion, but still the man urged his mount forward over the broken ground. Can't be much further, old horse. It can't be. If it is, then heaven help us. Heaven help the army, too. Come on, boy. That looks like it might be the, the woods ahead. That's where, that's where we're told to meet the masked man. Steady, steady, boy. We've got to keep going. We've got to find the masked man. Licked. We we failed. There's a limit to what a horse can do. Ain't they, old boy? Come on, Silver! That that shout. Maybe maybe that's him. Oh, good Lord in heaven, bring that man to me. Oh, oh, that's over. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. that was the horseman you saw, Mark Camp. He's all in. Uh, how bad him hurt? I don't think he's been hurt. I think he's simply gone to the limit of his strength to reach us. This must be the soldier we were asked by those friends to meet here. Steady, soldier. Here, drink this water. Take a look at his horse, Tyler. What a bandana and wipe his nostrils. And try and pour some water from your canteen into uh, his mouth. Oh, no, fix him. Are you hurt? Me? I I don't count, mister. I had to find a, a mask, man. I, I can't see so good. I'm wearing a mask. I gotta be sure, dead sure I got the right man. There can't be no mistake. My general... The general who sent you here knew me. He, he knew one man. Take a look at this if you can. Let me hold you sitting up. Here. These bullets are silver. The Lone Ranger. You would have bring an important message for me. Important, stranger. The whole future of the West may count on you. The general wants help. He may have anything I can give him. The general who sent you is the one man on earth who knows my identity. General Custer? Yes. Where's the message? It's here. Shirt pocket. Sealed. Where is Custer now? He, to the north of here. Here's the message. I could do with some more water now. Don't drink it too fast, soldier. Here. The men with Williams, Colonel Williams, they need you. Custer sent word to Williams. Oh, that water helps me plenty. Williams should be looking for you. Very well. That message will tell you the whole thing. Is light enough for the moon to read it? Yes. He addressed me by name. I I wouldn't know. The general said he would never use my name unless more than his life depended on it. That's the case right now. The president wants the West made safe. It's the president himself that's needing your help. The president. He was told by Custer. Told him he could count on you. Can you make out the message? I'm reading it. Your horse be all right soon. I'm sure glad of that. This can't be possible. Hmm? The Indians have rifles. Oh, they have. They sure enough have. And heaven only knows where they got them. That's going to make it harder than ever to conquer them. I don't suppose Colonel Williams knows they got them rifles. If he don't, they'll wipe them out long before he can get to Little Bear River. Well, the white folks need them. The colonel is supposed to take troops to Little Bear River? Yeah, that's right. And you've got to show him. You've got to show him the pass through the hills. If he don't go that way, he'll meet them Blackfeet. With their rifles? Yeah. If they didn't have the rifles, he might be able to wipe them out, but they won't have a chance now. How did Custer learn this? From Indian scouts that's on his side. Soldier, I'm going to take you to our camp. You can stay there until you have your strength back. Uh, I ought to get started right back. A nice rest and food, and you'll be ready. I almost forgot when I ate last. We can supply you with food enough to take you back to General Custer. You'd better sleep till morning, then start. Is there any reply to the message? Reply? What could there be? He knows what he wants me to do, and he knows it will be done. How will I prove I brought the message to you? Here, take this. The, the bullet. The silver bullet of a lone ranger.
Lone Ranger and Tonto returned to their camp with the messenger and made him comfortable, but they stayed only long enough to pack their horses. Then they started for the garrison commanded by Colonel Williams. Throughout the day and into the night, they raced across the plains, pausing only to water their horses. The Lone Ranger was riding, riding at the request of the one man who knew his identity. Riding to carry out the desires of the president of his country. Come on there, Silver! We must stand now. We'll arrive at the port soon after sunrise, Tuttle. Uh, get him up, Scout. General Chester said that Colonel Williams was going to start the Little Bear River as soon as possible. The Indians know it. They'll try to stop him. Uh, I hope we're not too late in reaching him. Are you, Silver? Away! <laughs> Being the commander of the force, you could let the other men handle things. I'm sorry, Sarah, but right now the Indian situation is too critical. I'll have to go with my men when they start the Little Bear River. Take me with you, Pa. <laughs> Not yet, son. You'll be in the Army when you're older. Can I be a colonel like you? Well, Uncle Sam will have something to say about that. Do you think Billy and I will be better off here in the force than to try and start to the next town east of here? You best stay right here, Sarah. How long do you think it will take to fix things up over at Little Bear River? I shouldn't be gone more than a couple of weeks. Well, where's Captain Mills? I told him to report here first thing in the morning. But they just sound reveling. Well, why isn't he here? <laughs> there, you see. You always fret for nothing. Good morning, Captain. Morning, Good morning, Captain. Good morning. Sit down, Captain, and have a cup of coffee. Are the plans all made for the movement to Little Bear River? Yes, sir. Good. As it stands now, sir, we leave here at midnight and get to that Blackfoot camp taken by surprise at about three tomorrow morning. Will you fight him? We'll take care of them, son. I wish there was some way to circle them. And leave them to move in on the fort? No, Sarah, they must be wiped out before we go on to Little Bear. The battle shouldn't be a stiff one, sir. We'll take them by surprise, and it'll be army rifles against bows and arrows. Of course. Now some coffee? Uh, No, thank you, sir. I'd like to speak to you privately. Yes? A scout came in during the night and brought a message for you. From whom? I'd like to speak privately, sir. Oh, yes, yes. Step this way. Mom? Yes, sir? When I get big, I'm going to do something about these Indians. (laughs) Bless your heart, Billy. We're all hoping and praying there won't be need for fighting. What do you mean, Mom? It's a frightful thing, this fighting and killing. If only there was some other way the Indians could be reasoned with. Our president wishes there were. His heart aches all the time because the soldiers must use force and arms to make the country safe. Now, we hope that by the time you're a man, the Indians and white folks will make their peace just as the North and South made theirs and all live for the good of the nation. It's best to keep it quiet for the time, Captain. Yes, sir. Sam, what is it? What's happened? What do you mean? You look so strange. It's... You've had bad news. There's nothing that directly concerns us, Sarah. What's that? Who are you? Yes? Colonel, who is this masked man? Uh, for a personal word with you, Colonel Williams. He wouldn't unmask or hand over his weapon, sir, but he's guarded carefully. Who are you? Tell these men to put away their guns. He said you were expecting them, sir. That is not true. Haven't you had a message from General Custer? Concerning you? Yes. I've had no message of that sort. There, now take off that mask and hand over your arms. Stand back. I've heard that white men were working with the Indian, Colonel Williams. Yes. Take your business at once. I was given a message from General Custer. He sent me to you. The Blackfeet have rifles. And if you proceed as you had planned, you'll be trapped. Rifles? That can't be true, sir. If it were, one of our scouts would have reported it. Where is General Custer? He sent a messenger to me. He was moving toward Little Bighorn. And said what? That I was to come here and show you a mountain trail that would take you around the Blackfeet. 
so you can move in the Little Bear River without being wiped out in a battle against them. They know your plans and will be waiting for you. It's my belief, sir. This is a trap. Where is this letter you say you received? I've destroyed it. Destroyed it? The only evidence that you come here in good faith? General Kessler used my name in addressing me, Colonel Williams. He's the only man who knows my identity. And why do you choose to conceal your identity? I found that I can accomplish more in helping to build the West if I'm unknown. Colonel Williams, sir. Speak orderly. You men, keep this stranger well covered. Yes, sir. Just before he rode into range, one of the sentries saw him through an opening in the woods to the north. And at that time, there was an Indian with him. Is this the truth? It is. Who's the Indian? His name is Tato, and he's my friend. I thought it best for him to stay back so your men wouldn't open fire. All Indians are looking on as enemies right now. And most of them are. But this is wasting time, Colonel Williams. If you received the message General Custer was to send you, you must know your orders. I told you I received no such message. I've never known Custer to break his promise. General Custer is dead. Dead? The general? Word came during the night. He was led into a trap. Perhaps just as you're trying to lead me into one. General Custer. He met 6,000 Indians and every one of his men were wiped out. You must have known about this or you wouldn't have used his name to try and win our confidence. You chose a man who couldn't deny what you said. That's why no word from You him. came here hoping to lead us into the, just the same trap as Custer, Mark. I did not. Colonel Williams, what can I do to prove I'm telling you the truth? Here, these silver bullets, do they mean anything? Silver bullets? No, why should they? My horse, Silver. Have you heard of him? No. Isn't there a man in your detachment who has lived for some time in this part of the country? But no, if there were, you wouldn't have required me as a guide. Put this man under arrest. Colonel Williams. And take off that mask. You're under arrest. Wait, stand back. Put down those guns. I'm not going to be taken where I won't be able to help carry out the last instruction I received from General Custer. Hand over those guns or we'll order you shot down. Colonel, wait just a moment. Paul, I heard about children. Be quiet, son. Sarah, take Billy into the house. This man starts shooting. You needn't be afraid of that, Colonel. Paul, that's the men who let you go about. Sarah, take the boy away. Won't you listen to your son? Colonel Williams, the fate of your troops may depend on it. Give this man five seconds to drop his gun, then open fire on him. I'll not take five seconds. Come on, Silver. No, no, stop it. Stand clear on your feet. All right, boys. Silver, away. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Come on, Silver, old boy. There's Tuttle riding to meet us. We can count on him. Get him out, Scout. Tuttle, the general has been killed. What's happened? The colonel won't cast us. I destroyed that message. Didn't think I'd need it. What we do now? We've got to get into hiding for the time. And we've got to find a way to get those troops a little bear in safety. I'll kill their away. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold, my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
course with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. The colonel suspected a trap, and when the Lone Ranger rode away, he gave no order to follow. The day was spent preparing for the march at midnight. The march that would end in death for every soldier under Colonel Williams, unless the masked rider could find a way to stop them. That evening in the colonel's home, his wife said... Billy has told so many stories about the masked man, Sam. <laughs> Why did you let the boy talk like that, Sarah? That old scout you used to have told him about the Lone Ranger. He has an Indian friend named Tonto and a horse named Silver and Silver Bullets, just like that stranger had. Perhaps he was sincere. I'll take your chances. Custard sent word, all right, well and good. But he didn't. Are they getting ready for bed? Yes. I want to say good night to him and goodbye. Yes, dear. We leave here at midnight. If things go according to schedule, I should be back inside of ten days or two weeks. We, we'll be waiting, Billy and I. Well, son, we won't see each other again for a few days. Why, sure. What's the matter, little soldier? I, I don't want you to go away. What? <laughs> now, see here, son. You wouldn't want us to let these redskins make a lot of trouble in Little Bear, would you? No, sir. Now, come on. I, I'm afraid. Afraid? Now, what sort of talk is that for a soldier? We're going to make short work of this trip. There, now. Lie down. My prayers. Oh, sure. Sure thing. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray thee, Lord, my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray thee, Lord, my soul to take. God bless the President of the United States, and God bless Mother and Papa and the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. I wonder... stroke of midnight, the bugle was sounded, and men and horses fell into the ranks, ready to push forward to Little Bear and the Indian trap ahead. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode near the fort, and Tonto, uh, the colonel knew those Indians were waiting in ambush, and knew they were armed with rifles before he led his men right to the place. He had time to sound a retreat. Not right. He might be able to find his way through the mountain trail and get past the savages if he were warned. Him not listen to warnings. He can't help hearing the warning I'm going to give him. But Tonto, it would be far better if he had a guide to take him through the mountains. Ah. That's why we're going to separate here, Kimasabi. Where we go? We know about where the Indians are waiting. Uh-huh. I'm going to ride a half a mile ahead of the troops. When I get close to the Indians, I'll charge the camp. The Indians will have to start firing, and that will warn the army men. What? What happened to you? That doesn't matter. Tonto, go. Not you. No, Kimosabe. You've got to stay back. The colonel will need you as a guide. You stay back. You go, you not come back alive. Neither would you. That not matter. Maybe Tonto, not... They might not even fire on you, and they've got to fire to let the army know they have those rifles. Tonto, make them fire. Tonto, you and I have ridden a long trail together and shared everything. This is one thing I'll not share with you. Tonto, ride to Indian. There's one thing that can never be changed. You were born an Indian. It isn't justice that you should be the one to be killed by your own people to help the white man. Them bad Indian. Not bad, Tonto, not always. They just haven't learned to think and live and understand things as white folks do. They must be taught. Tonto, go. You will not get killed. General Custer sent that message to me, and I'm the one to go. Uh, army, find way through trail alone. What? We go together. But there's no need. Only few red men get chance to die to save army. I understand, Kimosabe. Uh, long time we ride, same trail. Now we go to end at same time. There's just one way that I could stop you, Tonto. But I can't tie you up and leave you. 
you want it so, we'll attack the savages together. That keep good. Army come this way plenty soon now. We'll wait right here. Oh, so oh, scout. Oh. As soon as the horses or the troops are heard, we'll start again and keep ahead of them. Ah. But if you're determined to go with me, we'll have to tell the colonel how to get through the mountain trail. We'll wait and let them overtake us just before we make the break to attack the savages. waited in the saddle, firmly convinced that this would be their last ride together. But both of them were ready to meet the end with the same great courage they had shown through all their travels and adventures. An hour passed. The troops could be heard in the distance. Then the masked man and his Indian companion rode on. Now and then, Colonel Williams at the head of his column was able to see the two faint shadows on the trail. There's that couple again, Colonel Williams. Yes, I see them. Curious. I wonder who they are, sir. They seem to keep just that same space between us. Almost like an omen of some sort. Do you give any serious thought to what that masked man said about the Indians having firearms? I've tried to consider his remarks from both angles, Captain. He might have told the truth, but it's equally likely that he was sent to lead us into a trap. That was my conclusion. Uh, it's hard to say. After the little bighorn massacre, however, we can take no chances on following strangers. Especially those who refuse to show their face. Exactly. Those two seem to have halted, sir. Uh, well, perhaps we'll learn who they are. Not our own scouts, I'm sure of that. It's true. Huh? Oh, I was a bit lost in thought. They have halted. They're waiting for us. If I can only have been sure. Sure? Sure of what, sir? They have halted. If he had only had the letter. I beg your pardon, sir. Or if someone other than my son knew of him. You were speaking about that masked man again. And I'm hanged if that doesn't look like it. A head? Yes, that horse appears to be white. It is the masked man. He's holding up his hand. He wants to speak to us. Uh, pass the word to halt. Go there. Halt! 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 Stay there, sir. I've got to speak with you. I've run this two guns in his hand and they'll fire up the first one to capture me. Oh, oh, what? You again. Colonel Williams, I gave you Cutter's message. There are Indians camped in the valley just beyond. They know you're coming and they're waiting for you. You tried to tell us that before. They're armed with rifles and have plenty of ammunition. If you'll circle to the south and take the trail through the mountains, you'll get past them and reach Little Bear in safety. More likely we'll run into the Indians you mentioned on the trail in the mountains. I'm addressing your colonel. What you say may be true, but we're going straight ahead. In case you have reason to change your mind, colonel, let me advise you about the mountain trail. Due south from here, you'll come to a pile of huge boulders topped by a pedestal of stone. Turn there and break into the mountains heading due west. In three miles, you'll hit a stream, and the trail runs alongside this to the top of the range. Then a northwest course will take you to Little Bear River. This truce has ended. We have no intention of taking your advice. Colonel Williams, we're riding ahead of you. The firing you'll hear will be the rifles of the Indians. If that doesn't convince you that I've told you the truth, I've done all that's in my power to do. That sounds big. I suppose you're going to ride in the midst of these Indians and attack them single-handed. No, Captain. I didn't think so. Not alone. Tyler was with me. Do you mean to... I say... mean I've done all I can do, except what I hope would not be necessary. Come on, Silver. Come, Tyler. Get him up, Scout. Oh, Silver, away! Then, Tyler, plenty fool. I hope this isn't going to be in vain. Engine in valley. Just had. Make as good a fight as you can, Tyler. Make those Indians fire guns. Let the army know we told the truth. Ah, there's the valley. Me not see engine, but they'll be there. It kept the place dark. We find them. There, look. Oh, now, Tonnesee. What the saddle? We made them turn out. And there's many engine at them, Silver. Help them, old boy. Engine get horse. They look for an army. We took them by surprise. They're all turning out now. This is it, Tonnesee. This is the end.
crowded from their hiding places, were compelled to attack the Lone Ranger and Tonto. But taken by surprise, they barely had a chance to leap to their horses before the mighty Silver was among them. The white horse reared high, then whirled, sidestepped, and spun, using all the tricks the masked man had taught him. The sharp silver shot hoofs rose high, then lashed down at the enemies who crowded close to him. In such close quarters, the Indians had difficulty bringing their rifles to bear, and many of their shots brought down their own men. Keep fighting, Shadow! Keep it going as long as we can! Hands and all around us now! We've no time for escape, but let them know they're fighting! Finally, the savages drew knives and tomahawks and fought close to the masked man and Tonto. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were both wounded. Then, when the end seemed close at hand, a new sound split the night. The clear tones of a bugle, a new burst of firing accompanied by a thunder of 600 horses' hooves, announced the coming of the troops. Colonel Williams had given the order to charge. This was no army taken by surprise. It was a battalion of grim men plunging to the attack and to the rescue. Fighting their way to the Lone Ranger and Tonto, the soldiers carried them to safety. Then the fight was short. The Indians realized they were beaten, and those who survived took flight. A good fight, man. But where's the masked man? Here he is, sir. He ain't heard bad, sir. A little serious. You... Will you accept my apologies? That, that's all right, Colonel Williams, but you were to take the mountain trail. After I learned that what my son told me about you was true. No, we couldn't leave you to die, thinking the army of the nation you love had let you down. Tonto, where's Tonto? <laughs> me, me, here. Alive. Tonto, I didn't think we'd see another sunrise. My wife and son, I must send word to them. Your son, sir. He's the one who told you. He is. Let me take the message to them. The word that you've met and conquered the Indians. Billy would be glad, Lone Ranger, if it were you who brought that message. Tonto, we've kept faith with General Custer. That's right. And our president's confidence in us has been justified.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Cattlemen were faced with ruin, and bitter disputes took place over boundaries and water rights. A range war might have followed, but the masked rider of the plains proved to both factions that their differences could be settled by peaceful means. It was he more than any other man who brought law and order to the lawless frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Here, haven't you? I have. Fact is, the best water holes in that part of the range. 
All right, what's going to happen? On the first of the month, the government's throwing that land open to homesteaders. That's less than a week from now. The town's throwing up with fellas waiting to file. Now, he's telling the truth about that, boss. I was in town yesterday. I bet I counted two dozen strangers that are just hanging around for the first of the month to come so they can grab our reins. I know, Scotty. You got your choice of just two things. Either you let them fellas file on that range, taking what rightfully yours, or you put up a fight and run them homesteaders out. And that takes men. Men handy with shooting knives. Perhaps you misunderstand, Hawkins. I've got nothing against homesteaders. They're just people doing their best to make homes for themselves. It's simply that in this case, I've been done an injustice. I had no reason to expect any such move on the part of the government. I've been led to believe that range was mine as long as I had use for it. As a matter of fact, without it, I'm ruined. The land to which I hold actual title wouldn't graze a tenth of my herd. I tell you that, all right. And that's why I say you ought to do like I suggested. What do you think, Scotty? Boss, I don't see where we've got any choice. I say take Mr. Hawkins up on it. I'd want an agreement in writing, of course. You're going to have it. I'll take my men and see that the land we file claim on has all the water holes. If you get them, why, the rest of the range is with yours. Yes. We hold the homesteads till the excitement is over. Then we vacate, letting you know ahead of time. And your men can file on them without having to fight off a whole bunch of farmers. That seems fair enough. What I don't understand, Mr. Hawkins, is why you don't want that land for yourself. You say you're anxious to get into ranching again. Shucks, <laughs> I ain't interested in this part of the country. I aim to settle further west. I just seen a chance to help you out and make some cash for me and the boys at the same time. So I took it. Very well, then. It's agreed. Good. I'll draw some papers up. I saved you the bother, Mr. Badger. I got it all fixed right here. <laughs> I know you'd see it my way. Yeah, read it over. Thanks. And yes, this seems adequate. Shoot you all right? It does. Then there ain't nothing left to do but get our names on it. This here agreement is between you and me. Slim and your foreman can be the witnesses. My pen. Oh, yes, here it is. You'll sign first. Sure thing. There you are. Now you put your name down. Yeah. Got it? Uh, sure, boss. <laughs> now you sign right underneath, Slim, and we're all set. Right here? Yeah. Well, there we are, Mr. Badger. <laughs> and we'll leave this paper with you, seeing as how you stand to lose more than we do if the agreement ain't kept. Well, come on, Slim. We better be getting back to where the boys are at and tell them the deal's all set. Yeah. You're camping? Uh-huh. Pick out a nice spot over by the flats this side of the woods. Well, afternoon, Mr. Badger. Afternoon. Afternoon, Scotty. Hello, Hello Mr. Badger. Goodbye, Scotty. We'll see you again before that range is thrown open? Sure will. We'll be around. Ready, Slim? Yeah, let's go. Get up. Get up. Get up. Well, Scotty, I'm still not sure whether we did the right thing or not. What else could we do, boss? We're short-handed now. We ain't got men enough to scare them homesteaders off, nor even enough to send into town to file on their own homesteads for us. And if this fellow Dirk Hawkins has got as handy a bunch with him as he claims to have, they'll come in useful. Say, who are them fellas coming down the East Trail? Thank none of our boys. Those are splendid horses they're riding. A white horse and a paint. They're heading for the house. Come on, Scotty. Boss, look at that one fellow. Mast. And that's a redskin on the paint. Well, I'll be... Listen to me. Now clear out of here. Get going, Don't boy. stop, little Scotty. Watson, Tom. Uh, you know our name? I know more than that. I know there's a band of outlaws camped over in the flats, and that the leader just left your house. What are you talking about? Outlaws? You're crazy. They're Dirk Hawkins' men. Of course they are. He told us about them. 
There are men who agreed to stay with him when he lost his ranch in the Dakotas. He told you he was a rancher? He did. Eric, I tell you, he's an outlaw, even if he hasn't ever been caught breaking the law. Dirk Hawkins never owned a ranch in his life. I've been trailing them halfway across the West, waiting for the chance to bring them to justice. What's your gang, mister? Yes. What do you expect to get by telling a story like that? What did Dirk want here? It's none of your business. But we made a bargain whereby he'll file claim to certain homesteads, then turn them over to me. Well, if you've agreed to a bargain, we're too late. There's nothing more we can do here for the present. Jump out of... Get him up, Scout. Come on, Silver. Come on, old fellow. Several days passed. Dirk and his men staked out the most desirable homestead, using force when necessary, and when the first of the month arrived, filed upon them. Then when the land rush was over, Eric Badger prepared to carry out the terms of the agreement he had made with Dirk. Uh, you know what, Mr. Wright, at the town with your boss? <laughs> I won't need you for that, Scotty. I called you in to say that I may not be home until evening. <laughs> I think this calls for something in the way of a celebration. Hey, that it should, boss. Keeping this range is about the only thing that'll keep us. Mm. Oh, where in the world? Are you looking for something? My cash box. Yeah, I have it. Are you looking for that paper we signed? No, I have that in another place. I won't need it. All I'm taking with me is the money I promised to pay Hawkins and his men. Well, let's see. They're filing on six homesteads. That will be 600 I owe them. They've already been given the $34 they had to pay the land office for each claim. Hey, you had my horse saddle? That's right in waiting. Oh, there we are. Now, let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, I think that's all. Come along, Scotty. Hey, you got any orders for me before you leave? Oh, I think not. You sent men to look for those trays over north in the brush? Aye, right, lemon text. Good. Well, there's nothing else I can think of that you can't take care of yourself. Send it there, boy. <laughs> well, boss, uh, while you're celebrating, uh, do something for me, will you? Scotty, we've all got plenty to be thankful for. This saves me the ranch, and you and the men your job. Well, I'll see you later. All right, so long. Get up, boy. Get up. The trail to Iceland led a winding course for more than ten miles. But Eric, anxious to conclude the deal, never drew rein. He was within two miles of town at a point where the trail curved a cluster of boulders when someone hailed him. Hey there! Hey! Pull up your horse! That you, Dirk? Sure is. Rain up. Oh, oh, there. Oh, oh, boy. Where are you? Coming. Come along, fellas. Thought you'd be along this way pretty soon, so me and the boys have been waiting. Morning, Slim. Hello there, men. Uh, Morning, Mr. Badger. You ready to pay off? <laughs> I certainly am, Dirk. In cash, too. I remembered what you said about preferring cash so that you could be on your way. Uh-huh. You, uh, you are leaving, of course? Oh, sure. Let's have the cash, huh? Well, of course. But I'll have to have proof, you understand, that uh, you really vacated those homesteads. Uh, what did I mean <laughs> that I, uh... Oh, quit stringing them along, Dirk. Ask him where he gets that idea we ought to turn them homesteads over to him. He must figure we're crazy. <laughs> yeah. One moment. I don't understand. If I... you don't savvy, then it's high time you did. Eric, we're keeping them homesteads. We filed on every piece of ground that's got water on it. And if you've got the sense I figure you have, you know what that means. But I still... It means me and the boys here boss this range from now on. You might just as well pull sticks and clear out. Why, you rotten swindling thief. The masked man was right. <laughs> Maybe so. But if you didn't pay no attention to what he said, you ain't got nobody to blame but yourself. You can't get away with it, Dirk. No? <laughs> and why not? Our agreement. 
The one we signed and had witnessed. Hey, boy. Ask him if he looked for that paper of four thousand out this morning. <laughs> what do you mean, did I look for it? Reckon Buck meant just what he said, Eric. Of course, when you start talking about agreements and me signing something that was witnessed and all that sort of thing, well, I ain't got no notion what you're talking about. But if you figure you got something of that kind, why, well, I'd look for it if I was you. Boy, <laughs> heavens, I... Don't get so red in the face, Eric. It ain't healthy. If that paper's gone, you've stolen it. Couldn't steal nothing if there never was, could we? You witnessed that paper, Slim. <laughs> well, if I did, it must have slipped my mind. And I don't figure a thing like that had happened. You crook. Land, Eric. I ain't admitting there ever was such a paper like you mentioned. But if there was, I'd be willing to bet you my new saddle here that you don't ever find it. Then you did steal it. The law will take care of you for this. Yeah? What law? Eric, we ain't been in this part of the country for long. <laughs> but we've been here long enough to find out the law don't amount to nothing. Just what do you plan to do with those homesteads? Why, just what we all have planned. Win the cattle business for ourselves. Have you money enough to stock your range? We'll get along, don't you worry. Very well. Now I know what you men are. And I'll know how to deal with you from now on. And I warn you, the next time we meet, I'll be prepared and we'll shoot on sight. Come on, boy. Oh, no, you don't. Not so fast. What do you want now? That cash you brought along. So this is a hold-up, too. It don't matter what you call it. Just give us a cash. And if you ain't the last for a spell yet, don't make no trouble. I'll see you hung first. Get up, boy. Let's shoot him. Grab that horse's bridle. Hand aside. Let me throw that. I'll do it. Oh, my gun. Shut out of my hand. Come on, Silver. Help the boy. Help the That horse. Watch out. We'll get trampled. Back, fellas. Get back. This way, Eric. I'm with you, stranger. Lead the way. Stop them, fellas. Flash them out of the saddles. You hear me? Fill them with lead. First man, old boy. Who got a taste of these guns? Follow me, Eric. Come on, Silver. There, you yellow cowards. I'll drop them, fellas. Not the way them horses are traveling. Then save your ammunition. Put up your guns and head for camp. There's going to be trouble and we're going to be ready for it. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. When Dirk Hawkins and his gang of outlaws held up Eric Badger, the masked man came to the aid of the rancher and helped him escape. We see the two men now as they approach the Lone Ranger's camp. Matanto has been waiting. Hello, Silver. Hello, Father. You have trouble? Nothing we couldn't handle, Kimosabe. There was plenty more than I could handle until you came along, stranger. I know I owe you the money I'm carrying, perhaps even my life. I'm not so sure those fellows will let me go after an outright theft like that. Well, that's in the past now. We've got to make our plans to deal with those men in the future. From what I heard, those men are still in the homestead. They'd agree to turn over to you. Which means I'm ruined. That land supported near to the whole of my herd. Now they've taken over the water holes, and without water, the range is useless. They may not keep those homesteads. I don't know how they can be taken away. We're the only ones that know I was cheated. 
And there's no use denying that they told the truth about the law in this part of the country. The only effective law on this range is the law you pack in your holster. There's the law of custom, however. Meaning? Meaning that since this country was first opened, it's been conceded that any rancher finding rustlers on his range can punish them himself. Rustlers? How else will that gang get a herd? I've been trailing them. I know they lack cash. That's the reason for the holdup they attempted. Then your idea is to catch them in my cattle and deal out range justice? Right. I don't think it can be done. No? In the first place, I haven't men enough to handle a gang like that. And in the second place, everyone around here knows how necessary those water holes are to me. If I took action, it would look to them as though I'd framed Dirk and his men for my own profit. I have a plan that'll take care of all those things if you'll cooperate. I'll do whatever you say. Tell them. Uh-huh. I'll need a disguise. Those men have seen me with my mask. Uh, I'll fix it. And another thing. Uh, they've seen Silver also. And they won't forget him. You ride Scout. Me ride Silver. I was going to suggest that. And your plan? Is this, Eric. Listen and we'll work it out together. on your mind, boss. Well, I've been thinking it's about time we branched out. We got most of what works to be done out of the way. The next thing is to get us some cattle. Yeah, you're right, boss. <laughs> some of Eric's cattle. His brand is a dot in the circle, ain't it? Uh-huh. And the brand I registered for us is the wagon wheel. <laughs> Funny thing, but I've got a hunch that maybe my brand would blot out Eric's. <laughs> You wouldn't have had that hunch before you registered the wagon wheel, would you, Dirk? Well, maybe <laughs> I... And you're right about getting us some cows, boss. But do you figure we ought to do anything so soon? Eric's going to be hopping mad about this, and he'll be watching out for us. Yeah, he ain't no fighter. He's had things his own way around here for so long, he don't know how to fight no more. I don't know. It'll be a doggone funny thing if he don't make some move to force us out. Yeah, he does. Uh, what's that? That's Eric and his men right now, I'll bet. Didn't waste no time, but I'll find out. Have you, Harry? It's me, and I'm running out. Go feed the race. You can pay your skin. Stay on, and it's a fight. Then it's a fight, bless you. Give it to him, man. Put out the lamp. Get to the window. Start throwing lights. Make us a hot for them fellas. They always say stay to home. Oh, well, the blame fools. We're true to their one. They're just running a bluff. They ain't got no more chance against us than a rabbit against a wolf. Come on, start shooting. Well, they took the cover already. But they ain't rolled off yet. Keep giving us to them. blame bad we can't get to our horses. They didn't have us pinned up here. We'd give them a real beat. We don't need to worry. You see how many there was, Dirk? Just there, Scotty in the hand. Uh, wait a second. Hold on. Huh? Listen. Just somebody firing from over behind them rods. Yeah, but he ain't firing at us. By golly, Slim, you're right. Take a look. Well, that's so. Who in blazes could it be? There ain't none of our bunch missing. Whoever it is, he's sure pouring lead at them. Yeah. And they don't like it, none either. See? I bet they're clearing out. Unless they're planning on riding that other fella down. Keep an eye on them rocks. If Eric tries that stunt, give the stranger protection. <laughs> Take a look. They're heading for home. <laughs> they didn't mind us as long as they could keep us here in the cabin. But getting lead thrown at them from two directions plumb discouraged them. <laughs> here comes a stranger. Come on, let's see who he is. Maybe he's coming to you back in the Dakotas and heard where we was. Maybe. Howdy, stranger. Go, 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 go. Thanks for the help you give us. <laughs> you sure sent them cow punches to that one. <laughs> You're Dirk Hawkins? Sure am. How'd you know my name? I know quite a bit about you, Dirk. Yeah? And I know if Eric Badger's plans go through, you're going to need all the help you can get. Uh, 
Several days passed. Eric, following the Lone Ranger's instructions, sent his men to the neighboring ranches asking for reinforcements. At length, he had enough men to handle the outlaws. He found that the band of ranchers and cowhands was difficult to hold together. We see Eric now, seated on the veranda of his home, as two of his neighbors approach. Hello there, Ted. Afternoon, Harvey. Howdy, Eric. Howdy. Sit down. Help yourself to chairs. What's on your mind? Thanks, Eric, but I reckon we'll talk standing up. Yeah? You see, we're pulling out. Yeah, what? That's right, Eric. We're going back home. Now, look here, man. You can't do that. Eric, we'd be glad to help you, but we've been here three days already and nothing's happened. We've got work of our own to do. Work that can't be put off. But you can't. That ain't all of it, Eric. No? You see, we said we'd give you a hand again, rustlers. We never said we'd help you run fellas off their homesteads that are keeping inside the law. From all we've seen so far, this Hawkins and them fellas you told us about seem to be minding their own business. They're crooks. They ain't giving no sign of it. I'll swear those men are outlaws. Now, Eric, we... If they're allowed to stay, it will be the worst thing that ever happened to this range. I'm not speaking for myself alone. Of course, I want that land. But wait. They'll steal my cattle. Then they'll steal yours. Just as sure as they're given a foothold in this country, you'll regret it. You can't back out now. I'm right sorry, Eric. But I guess we'll stand on what we say. Just wait another day. Another 12 hours. The other fellows feel like we do. I reckon there's nothing more to be said. You can't... One moment. Huh? Eric, there ain't nothing you can give us as an argument that we ain't heard before. You said you wanted proof that they're rustlers. Men, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to get proof right now. Up there. Oh, Silver. Oh, oh. Oh, it's just a risk. Wait. Tonto, did you hear from your friend? Have you got news? Uh, Tonto, got plenty of news. You listen. Me tell you. That night, although Dirk himself was not present, his men cut off more than a hundred head of Dot in a Circle cattle. They drove them to a lonely valley where the fire they had built to heat their running irons could not be seen from a distance. Slim, Dirk's right-hand man, stood to one side, talking with the Lone Ranger. <laughs> well, that's a good start for the wagon wheel brand, mister. And this is only the beginning. How much longer will it take? Oh, maybe a couple more hours, maybe less. <laughs> Why? You getting nervous? Maybe somebody from Eric's place might see his blot in his brain. I just wondered. Ah, shucks, we're safe enough. You know where Dirk went? No, I don't. Well, that's a funny thing. I can't say why I didn't want to be here to boss the job. You couldn't even guess where he'd gone, huh? Nope. He saddled up a little before noon, gave me orders what to do, then lit out. I asked him what was up, and he's much as said to mind my own business. Yes? He said if he had things figured out right, I'd know about it soon enough. And if he didn't, why, then he said it'd do more good than harm to keep his mouth shut about it. Now, what do you figure he meant by that? I don't know, but I'd like to. Yeah, so would I. Hey there, Slim! Get back in your saddle! You there, Buck! Build up that fire more! Sure thing, Slim! Yes, Captain. What's the matter? Figure on having a ride? Perhaps. Where to? Something tells me Dirk's absence means our plan's gone wrong. I want to be prepared. <laughs> you don't have to worry none about Dirk. He's slick, that fella. He take care of himself. Hear them hoofs? Maybe that's Dirk now. He's riding fast. That is good. Mm, he's perfect. <laughs> Anything wrong, boss? Oh, boy. Oh, 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 oh. You blasted schemer. Hey, what's up? I thought there was something funny about this fellow here. Yes? Yes, I mean you. Slim, you know who this fellow is? You recollect the masked fellow that rode up and got clear with Eric that time we tried to get his cash? Sure I do. This is that same fellow. No. What makes you think that? I've been wondering what there was about him I seem to recognize ever since he joined up with us. And the day had come to me. Yeah? With his voice. His voice is the same as the mask brothers. You might be mistaken. But I ain't mistaken about the horse that Angel was riding with you many today. There wouldn't be no mistake on that critter. Well? Didn't know I followed you, huh? 
You never figured anybody'd be watching to see where the engine headed after he left you, did you? I don't get this. The engine went right to Eric's place. If this zombie right here didn't tell our plans to the Redskins so we could tell them to Eric, then I'm Roku. Oh, well, I'll be. Fellas, grab the you don't. Come on, sir. Let me down. 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 Let me Let don't let this hombre brought here. It's too late. Don't you believe him, fellas? It's way too late. Get a move on. Oh, too late, I tell you. Harry's and telling all this, Shepard. He's telling out right after you when they took a shortcut. That's something right. I heard the moment back. Listen. Fellas, the flag is with Kirk. Let the strangers keep him. We gotta get out of here. Come on. After the warning, another move and the next time will be closer. Harry, come on. All right, the rest of you. Up with your hands. You're finished. You're going to hang, Dirk. You've had it coming for a long time. We'll take over now, friends. Here, take this fellow. Down with you, Dirk. If I only found out about you sooner, I'd have fixed your good. You didn't, however. Eric. Yeah? You can show your friends all the evidence necessary. They're running irons about that fire. You'll find 30 or 40 of your cows with fresh, blotted brands. You won't need more proof than that. Here, Tato. You can take scout now. Thank you. I wish I knew how to thank you. It isn't necessary. But I suggest one thing. Yeah? Get men of your own to the land office first thing in the morning. The homesteads these men filed on will be vacant. You can't afford to waste time, however. Trust me, friend. That's what I should have done in the first place. Well, Ted, Hardy, do you believe me now? You need anything more to prove these fellas crooks? You have the right of it, Eric. But what I'm wondering is, who is this fellow that trapped them polecats? I don't know, Ted, but I... Hey! Hey, stop! Hey! Maybe you didn't savvy who that fellow is, but I can tell you. You know him? Nope. But there ain't no mistake in that horse or the engine he travels with. Men, that was a lone ranger. Lone oh, ranger. ranger.
just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. A cloud of dust and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Violence was the enemy of justice, 
And it was he, more than any other man, who brought peace and security to the frontier, the final victory in the winning of the West. Return with us now, those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! There's an Indian war party near Yellow Creek. We've got to hurry! Hello, Silver! Away! The Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, were following a trail west of the town of Springdale when they drew their great horses to a halt beside the ashes of the campfire. Oh, who's the witch scout? Oh, boy. They were heading for Springdale, Tonto. There's no doubt of it now. Uh, that's not right. How old would you say these ashes are? Uh, maybe eight, ten hours. I'd say about the same. That means even the man on foot will reach town long before we can catch up to him if he continues on after dark. Well, Sammy, this is one of the strangest trails we've ever followed. It keeps strange. Look at the prints made by the man on foot when he left this camp. They were made before the fire died out. That indicates he built the fire, then left without bothering to put it out. The last campfire we came to was the same way. The others, however, had been carefully covered over with earth. Maybe him get tired. Tired and careless. Look at the way he was walking when he left this camp. You can see he was near the end of his strength. Ah. That's natural, however. He walked a long way. The strange thing is the trail left by the man on horseback. He must have been nearly an hour, perhaps a little less, behind the first man. And he's kept that same distance almost the whole way. Though on horseback, he should have caught up to the man on foot a long time ago. Him not want catch up. He doesn't, so that's plain. And I'd like to know why. Maybe we find out. There's no doubt that the man on foot was one of the party of men ambushed near Yellow Creek. Six dead, and he was the only survivor. Uh-huh. The fellow on horseback wasn't with that party, however. When he saw where he rode up to the place where the ambush occurred, then took out on the trail of the man walking. One place, it looks as though they must have been quite close together. And the horseman dropped back again. That's what trail say. I'm sorry we didn't find this trail in time to catch those fellows. We find them in town, maybe. We'll try. This has got me puzzled. And I won't be satisfied until we've learned the reason for all this. Come, Tonto. We'll be on our way. Uh-huh. Hey, old boy. We have much further to go now. Ready, Kimosabe? Get him up, scout. Come on, Silver. That evening, a man approached a small house just outside Springdale. His head drooped, his dragging footsteps were evidence that he had covered many weary miles. But as he walked up the steps and crossed the porch, he threw back his shoulders and tried to appear stronger than he really was. Yellow Creek. Honey, we never had a chance. Them sneaking devils was honest. 
before we knew there was Indians within a hundred miles. Thank the Lord you're alive, Dave. The others? Dead. Every one of them. Oh. Killed within ten minutes of the first sight we had them, Rick. Killed without hardly a chance to fight back. But you are... I don't know how I come out of it alive, honey. The others was all hit, so I tried to play possum, thinking maybe I could fool them murdered heathens. I don't reckon they'd have been fooled much when they started to lift and scalps. But just when I was expecting them to close in, something or other must have scared them off and... Well, anyway, they, they lit out in a hurry. You don't know what frightened them? I've got a hunch it was nothing at all. It was likely just nervous like. The redskins around these parts are beginning to learn it. White folks strike back mighty fast when they have to. They ain't taking a the chance as they used to. You must have walked all the way back. They done for our horses, too. Your poor darling. Well, it was a chore, honey. And I savvy now what folks that have been lost on a trail mean when they say they get to imagining all kinds of crazy things. Yes. Well, once... Not so far away from where the engines got us, either. I could have swore I heard a horse close by. And I got the blameless feeling somebody was watching me from cover. Might have been an Indian. Well, why didn't he finish me off? Could have done it easy enough. Couldn't have been a white man. Shucks, of course it couldn't. A white man would have given you a lift. You know, like I said, I was just imagining things is all. You know, Dave, right from the first I was against this trip. But, honey, Springdale ain't no place to keep our safe. I know. And all we aim to do is get to the bank in Millfield... It seems safe enough. Seven of us traveling together and no word of Indians making trouble for the last month. The money. Got it right here. Gold and folded money vault. I took what the others had and brought it all back. And I near throwed it away a couple of times, honey. Got that heavy while I was walking. But poor Mary. Greg Saban's all she'll have to live on now. And Ralph's folks and Lem's sister. I had to bring it back to him somehow. Dave, I'm proud of you. Oh, it wasn't nothing, honey. Well, I've got to be getting on. Can't be sitting here while it's work to be done. But, Dave, what are you going to do? Your horse is saddled. I've seen it outside. I had to ride into town for food, but... But, Dave, you can't go out. You're exhausted. What is there you have to do? They can't wait till morning. Now, don't make a fuss, honey. You know i got to tell the sheriff about this. I can do that. But you can't do the rest of it, honey. It's up to me to return this cash and... To tell the women folks what's happened to their men. No, Dave. No, you've got to stay here. It's my duty to tell them, honey. Ain't nobody else can do that. They ain't going to thank me for thinking of myself first. Staying home, I ought to be breaking the news to him. Please, Dave. Ain't no use arguing. You're so tired. But, honey, I'm alive, and some of them ain't. But the money, at least you leave that here. Dave, I go crazy thinking of you away from me with all that money on you. You know what this town is like. What if someone tried to hold you up? How could you defend yourself as tired as you are? Well, I... No one will expect you to return the money tonight. Just tell them it's safe here, and you'll take it to them tomorrow, or they can call for it. Well, I reckon that's good sense of that, honey. Yeah, I'll put it in this drawer. Now, that satisfies you, honey. You won't be gone long. Just no. Just do what has to be done and get back. Oh, oh Dave. <laughs> now, you ain't going to start carrying on now, are you? I'm just beginning to realize what you've gone through. If, if I'd lost <laughs> But you didn't. And you ain't likely to. Now, then, you get to bed yourself and don't you do no worry. Well, I'll, I'll try not to. That's a good girl. Bye. Bye, darling. Oh, I'm an awful fool. There's money in the house. I, if it wasn't here, it doesn't seem safe. But maybe I'm imagining things like David said he did. I... Hello. Oh, Who's that? I see him, my daughter. Tell her to stay where she is. Tell her it's just her pa come back. But I... If you don't, it's going to be just too bad for her, you savvy. It is all right, honey. It's... It's just your father. He, he forgot something. Stay where you are, do you hear? Stay where you are. 
Well, that's better. What do you want? That cash. No. And I'm going to have it. Make a noise, lady, and it's your kid that will pay. Scarcely an hour later that Milt Crandall galloped his horse up to the sheriff's office, dismounted and ran up the steps. Martin! Oh, it's you, Milt. Sheriff! Uh, you look like you've seen a ghost. What's wrong? I, 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 we'd like to take the breath. Well? It's Mrs. Fulton, Dave Fulton's wife. What about her? She's dead. Dead? You're local. I wish to heaven I was. Well, blast it, talk. How do you know she's dead? And if she is, who killed her? Where is she now? And what is Hold it? on. Hold on. Give me a chance to talk, will you? Well, hurry up, doggone it. You know we're neighbors to the Fortons. Yeah? Well, just about ten minutes back, the young one come running to our place screaming bloody murder. We couldn't get much out of her at first. But when we went to her house, we found a plenty. Go on. That was Mrs. Fulton. Edna killed. Shot? Choked to death. Good Lord. And, and guess who done it? You found out? Who was the sneaking sidewinder? Dave. No. What I tell you? And Sheriff is the best evidence Fort you ever want to have, even if you don't think it likely. What evidence? It's Jenny, Dave's own kid that says she done it. Uh, she said he was the only one in the house tonight. He was home once and come back again. And when the girl called out to her mall, Mrs. Fulton said it was Dave was there. Milt, you come with me. We got to find Dave, and I'm giving you an order. Uh, what's that? You don't tell nobody about this till I say you can. We got to keep this hushed up. Because the minute the news gets out, there'll be a lynching party in town as sure as you're born. Now come on. into the camp he and Tonto had made near Springdale. Oh, Silver. Oh, boy. Silver. I see you're back already, Tonto. Oh, and me got news. And so have I. Tonto, the man who came into town on foot was a fellow by the name of Dave Fulton. Right now he's being held in jail on the charge of murdering his wife. Oh, him do that? Tonto, I doubt it. I could look at Dave when the sheriff captured him. He didn't look like a killer to me. Oh. There are some peculiar angles to this case. Dave was found about five miles from town. Seemed that he fell from the saddle of the horse he was riding and was stunned. Dave, however, claims he was hit outside his home and doesn't know how he reached the spot where the sheriff found him. Maybe him tell truth. He told the sheriff about the massacre. So now he'd walked all the way to town. And he told us something else. He'd been carrying more than a thousand dollars on him. Mm, that's plenty cash. He said he left the money in the house for safekeeping and had gone to inform relatives of the murdered man. Money, however, is missing. What sheriff think? The sheriff maintains that Dave stole the money himself and has hidden it somewhere. Dave was weak after his long trip afoot, and the sheriff thinks that that explains Dave's falling from the saddle after hiding the stolen money. Oh. The worst part of it is, his own daughter will have to testify against him. Her word that shows he was in the house. Not bad. Yet I'm wondering if her testimony couldn't be turned into Dave's favor. What you mean? I'll explain later. You said you would news? Huh. Me follow a fellow riding horse. Did you find him? Him heap smart. Him hide trail in town. Maybe Tonto find trail when sun come up. It would be almost impossible to find anyone's trail in town where horses are traveling back and forth all the time. Isn't that right? But I've got an idea. We'll act on it first thing in the morning when there's light. In the meantime, the sheriff's keeping the murder. Even Dave's return to town a secret. He fears a lynching. And him right. He is. Moreover, that fact will give us the time we need. And we need every minute we can get. Tato, I'm certain of this. If we fail, an innocent man will hang. <laughs> Curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold! 
Malosses. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crits starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story, the Lone Ranger was certain that Dave Fulton was not guilty of murder, and at daybreak he and Tonto rode to the spot where Dave had been arrested by the sheriff. Then they picked up the trail, and Tonto's keen eyes followed it to the end. Later, when the sheriff arrived at his office, he found himself looking into a gun held by a masked man, an Indian and a short, stocky fellow with a brutal face stood behind the stranger. Don't slap on the sheriff. I'm not taking chances. Mask! What in blazes? We've been waiting for you. Open up your office and get inside before anyone comes along. Why, you can't... Get in there. I'll fix you, fellas, for this. Unlock that door. I'll see that Garvey doesn't make a break for it. Then you watch him. You blasted polecat. Who's this fellow? In with you. He's the man who killed Mrs. Fulton. He's the man who... Hey, how'd you know about that? I know more about it than you do. Sheriff, don't you believe a word this masked fellow says. He's trying to frame me, that's all. Him and Dave are in this together. Quiet, Garvey. Don't talk unless I tell you you can. Now, what's this all about? Sheriff Dave told you someone knocked him out when he left the house. Well, this is the man who did it. Ah. This man followed Dave into town. He knew Dave was carrying a large amount of money. When he saw the opportunity to get it, he acted. Stranger, your story don't hold water. If this hombre followed Dave for the cash, he'd have helped yourself to it a long time before they got to Springdale. If you're aiming to get Dave free on a trumped-up story... You'll have to think up a better one than that. Look at this man's holsters. Huh? Don't you pay no attention to him, Sheriff. I told you to keep quiet. Well, Sheriff, what do you see? Nothing. That's just it. His holsters were empty. Dave carried a gun with him when he came to town. That's why Garvey didn't attack him. He didn't dare. Sheriff, the masked fella took my guns away from me. Wouldn't surprise me, none. I don't care whether you believe me or not on that point. There were still other points that showed Dave was innocent. Hmm. When his own girl testified against him? You think that proves his guilt. I think it proves his innocence. You're talking crazy. Why would Dave have killed his wife? That's easy. He never figured she'd insist on his giving back the cash he wanted to keep for his health. He most likely told her he planned on stealing it. And they got into an argument, and he seen the only thing he could do was to get her out of the way. And you'll believe he murdered his wife so that she couldn't tell his plans? I do. And why didn't he do something to prevent his daughter from talking? The girl says the mother called out that her father had come back. The day was there, he knew this. The death of his wife wouldn't have been enough. His daughter would have to die, too. Say, that's a point I never thought of. Suppose, however, that a stranger had entered the home and forced Mrs. Fulton to tell Virginia it was her father. 
Then the stranger would have everything to gain by letting the daughter live to repeat what she thought to be the truth. Hmm. Well, take what you want. You ain't got a bit of evidence against me, and you never will have. That's right. There's one thing. Well? If this fellow's guilty, where's the cash? That's something we don't know. We picked up his trail from the spot where he left Dave outside town. He must have hidden the cash earlier. Wherever he hid it, he's covered his trail well. Then I don't see that you got any real evidence against him at all. Did you find any stolen money on Dave? No, and but... the cases are the same. Stranger, I'll be frank with you. You got me where I don't know what to think. And especially I don't see where you and the engine fit into all this. Your friend or Dave? Where he might be. That man. I wear for reasons of my own. I am not an outlaw. I don't know what to do. Then I'll tell you. Huh? First, you lock this man up. Hey, you can't do that. Now, look here, Sheriff. Another word out of you and you'll regret it. As I said, Sheriff, this man is going to be jailed. Well, I sure hate to let loose of him as long as there's any question about who's guilty. Lock him up now. My deputies will be showing up pretty soon. That's what I expected. The cells are back there? Yeah. Come along, Garvey. Go on. Through this door here. Stay in there, Tonto. Give us warning if anyone comes in. Uh-huh. We'll be right back. Sheriff. Sheriff, is that you? Yes, me. Oh, you've got to believe. Hey, who are these fellows? Hello, Dave. I don't know you, do I? No, but I followed your trail for quite a distance. You followed my trail? We'll talk about that some other time. Sheriff, get this man behind bars. Sure, he's going in this cell over here. Come on there, mister. Get in here. This is nothing but a frame-up. All right, stranger, there he is. He won't be getting out for a while. We'll go back in your office. Hmm. Wait, Sheriff, I want to talk to you. Wait. You can do your talking later. Close the door, Sheriff. Yeah. Anyone coming yet, Tonto? You not see anyone. Good. Now then, stranger, what else you got to say? So far, Sheriff, you kept the news of Mrs. Fulton's death a secret. If I didn't, there'd sure be trouble. I want you to see that the news is circulated around town. You what? I mean exactly that. You savvy what you're saying? You're just the same as saying you want a lynching bee. Right. I'll be blessed if I can figure you out. First, you act like you're on Dave's side, then you act like you want to see him killed. Tell the people in town you have reason to believe Dave and Garvey were in on the killing together. Stranger, you're blind loco to be a mob ready for action so blame fast you won't know what struck. I'm planning on that. Look here. One of them two fellas is guilty, and I'm willing to admit that maybe it ain't Dave. What's more, I wouldn't blame nobody that figured the killer needed stringing up. But I'll be blessed if I want to see an innocent fella killed just to make sure the guilty one gets his. You wish to know which one of those two men is really guilty? There ain't nothing I'm wishing for more. Do as I say and you'll find out. The Lone Ranger explained what he had in mind and the sheriff agreed to put his plan into execution. He waited until nightfall before circulating the news of Edna Fulton's murder. It spread through town like wildfire. The brutality of the crime enraged everyone. And not a half hour after the first report, a mob had gathered outside the cafe. Urged on by their leaders, the men advanced on the jail, calling for the sheriff's two prisoners. Sheriff and his two deputies placed themselves before the door leading to the sheriff's office. But the mob swept them aside. Then, swinging a heavy ram, the angry men began the work of battering in the door. Come on! All together now! Come in this door and get them! Come on, fellas! All together! The sheriff had placed Garvey and Dave in the same cell. Together they heard the cries of the mob outside. They heard the splintering crash of the ram as it was swung by sturdy arms. Then they heard another sound. The voice of Tonto. Huh? The engine. 
You know what you're going to say? I'll go get you out. You're going to rescue us, Redskin? Uh, look. Both sides of the bar scene in the window. Uh, scout him. Plenty strong. Give him the whole bar out. You climb the window. If that horse could pull out these bars, Redskin, he'd be saving my life. Him full. Get him up, scout. Get him up. Get him up, scout. They're coming. More, Redskin. More. Go, scout. Get him up, Bart. Get him up. That's almost got to Get that horse going, Redskin. Get him up. Uh, pull. 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 There. There, Bart. You climb up window. Out of my way. You're getting out of here. Thanks. Redskin. Here, let me help you. There. Now, what do we do? How are we going to get clear of town before that mob fights us? You not worry. I ain't going to worry. Look with your hands. The skunk, grab your gun, Redskin. Uh, him and Teller. You heard me. Up with your hands and keep them up. Make a move and I'll let you have it. What you do? You rotten skunk. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm saving my skin. You fellas can worry about yourselves. Get him now. Oh, taking your horse. We can't let him get away with this. Uh, but you're going to. And with a horse like this to ride, it's just like to see the fella can catch me. Get up, you horse sheep. <laughs> him do what other one. What? You wanted that skunk to take your horse? Ah, uh, him falling fast. Him, fella. Killing your wife. What's that you said? Him killer. Then that's why neither him or the sheriff would tell me what he was doing in jail. They knew I'd kill him if I got the chance. Now you come. Follow Tonto. That's all I'm not get way. The, the mob. This way you come. While the lynch mob broke into the jail only to find that their intended victims had escaped, Tonto led Dave to a secluded spot where they found the masked man and the sheriff waiting. Two extra horses were standing nearby. Tonto mounted one and Dave the other. Then the masked man shouted a command and the group raced away. Come on! After him! Come on! With the great horse Silver in the lead, they followed Garvey's trail at lightning speed. Before long, the masked man called to his companion. I got a glimpse of him, Sheriff. Sheriff Kid, where's he at? Heading for those woods. You can just make him out. I see him. But what if he sees us? That won't matter. He likely mistake us for members of the crowd that broke into the jail and somehow got on his trail. Running down, he'll be sure he can get away. Come on, this way. We'll approach the woods from the side. Harry Silver, old fellow. Come on, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, Garvey did not realize that he was being followed. When he reached the woods, he drew scouts to a halt and... Oh, holy blackjack! Oh! A cache. I've got to figure out this part of the country. But I'll get the cache first. Yeah. I hit it at the foot of this tree. What's that? Uh, horsemen. But they won't get me. That cache. Here it is. I stuff it in my pockets. got to hurry. got to be traveling. There. Now stand still, you want to regret it? We're going to make tracks. Oh, no, no, they went off. <laughs> Think they can catch me, do they? <laughs> Get up there. Get up there. Get up, local critter. What's hitting you? Get up there. Get up. I'll show you. Get up there. Get up there. Oh, oh, Bless you. What are you done to this horse to keep it from running? Well, you ain't got me yet. Stay back or take leg. Stay back. Put up that gun. You, oh, my hand. You hit Scout. I'll hit you. No. No. Let me alone. Right. You rotten killer. I'll fix you. No, Dave, no. Don't let him kill me. No, oh, stop Wait. him. You've got to let the law handle him. Dave, don't you try to take the law into your own hands. Sorry. You're under arrest, and this time it ain't for suspicion. If the masked fellow was right, we've got the proof on you. No, no, let me alone. I never done nothing. Here's like a stolen money in his pocket, Sheriff. So gone to pay? I knew of a lynch mob through a real scare into him. He'd attempt to leave the country altogether. He'd never leave, however, without taking the stolen cash with him. So he led us right to the evidence. 
And only the thief and killer could know where the money had been hidden. Sheriff, just let me get my hands on him once. Sheriff, I'm deputizing you. You're going to help me take this polecat to the next county where that mob can't get their hands on him. And a deputy has to obey the law. He's got to hang. Don't you worry none about that. It's only a doggone shame he can't be hung a dozen times over. You're completely convinced that he's innocent, Sheriff? Stranger, there ain't no doubt of it. Him and Garvey was both give the same chance to show what they was when Tonto broke them from jail like you planned. But it was Garvey acted like a crook, and it was Garvey knowed where the cash was hid. There ain't nothing more to be said. <laughs> then our work here is done. Come, Tonto, get him up strong. feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
great empire trading company had established posts throughout the western United States. Most of their business was done with Indian trappers in sections where the white settlers had not penetrated. But the masked rider of the plains knew that immigrants would not be long in coming and that it was necessary to preserve the goodwill of the Indians. Whenever he heard of a trader who was taking advantage of them and thus making the country dangerous for white men, he fought on the side of the Indians until the dishonest trader had been brought to justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the Indian country. It's going to be trouble. I'll Silver! Away! Ranger was riding in the district near the Sandy River Post on his way to join his faithful Indian companion, Tonto. Suddenly, he caught sight of a group of riders emerging from a woods not far ahead. Oh, oh, Silver. Oh, oh, oh. the agent at the Sandy River Post. These men have got an Indian boy with them. Silver, old fellow, there's something wrong here, and we're going to find out what it is. Come on, boy. Come on, Silver. Come on there, boy. Hold on there. Oh, rain up! I said rain up! What do you think you're doing, mister? Station a one-man hold-up? I want to know what you're doing. Where did you get this Indian boy? <laughs> Stranger, this ain't just any Indian kid. This is Lane Bear's young man. Rush your roof! When do you learn to keep your big mouth shut? Gosh, boy. Keep that mouth shut. Lane Bear, son, huh? What do you think you're trying to do, put Lane Bear on the warpath? Suppose you mind your business and let me send him home. Indians on the warpath is the business of everyone. All right, stranger. As long as Roof here couldn't keep his tongue from wagging, you might as well know the rest of it. I'm going to teach that blasted heathen a lesson. And take it from me, he won't forget it. What's Lane Bear done to you? Well, what's he done to me? Why, the ordinary painted sidewinder just about ruined my trade. He won't let his redskins do business with me. And there ain't no other engines that's got the nerve to come into his territory. The old snake has been out to get me, but I'm going to get him first. Now, I'll tell you why he refuses to trade with you. You've cheated him at every turn. You've taken valuable pelts and bought it unfairly. Trade, look when here. You held on for fair prices. You fed them cheap whiskey until they didn't know what they were doing. You've been up to every trick you know or can think of. You've lost your trade. You've had it coming. You're going to let him talk to you that way, boss? How about teaching this meddling hombre a lesson, too? I'll fix I'm taking charge here. You're sneaking mass crook. First, you're releasing the boy. I'd brace as I am. Keep him, and the Indians will run wild. They'll sweep this entire country for your whites. And every death will be on your head. What whites are there in this country? We can finish anything we start, mister. How about the woman at your post right now? How do you know about her? I've heard that a man by the name of Atkins is visiting the post with his wife and son. And what about her? You can bring any kind of trouble you wish on yourself. Whatever you get, you deserve. But you can't be allowed to bring trouble to strangers. They're them dudes right for inviting themselves where they ain't wanted. Maybe some trouble would send them back where they come from. I won't argue with you. Set the boy free. I won't do anything. Wait, boy. Listen. Drums. What talk, bull? The engines have found out about us grabbing the kid. The damage is done. We've got to get back to post. We can't let them paint the devil check us out here. One moment. Listen. You're still covered. Don't move a step until I say the word. I'll blast the man that tries it out of the saddle. No, no, I've got something to say. Then you can go. For the present, you can keep the boy. As I told you, I don't care what punishment you get. It couldn't be more than you asked for. You'd better go careful, stranger. I'll be responsible for what I say. I'm not thinking of your safety. I'm thinking of the safety of those people from the east that are staying at your post. Those Indians want revenge. Taking Lane Bear's son was a crime. If you released him now, it would mean the Indians would have nothing to hold them back. Hold him. Perhaps you can bargain with Lane Bear. The boy's freedom for your safety. But if you harm him in any way, you'll answer to me. If that's all you got to say, what are you keeping us for? One thing more. Yeah? If there's an emergency, the post is in danger, or if you can't bargain with Lane Bear, I may be able to help you. A smoke signal in the daytime or a fire at the night will bring me. That's for Atkins and his family, however. Now get going. Come on, fellas. 
You, Roof, keep your eye on the kid. Get 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 fellas. We're going to see some trouble. All right, boy. Back to camp. Come on, Silver. When Bull Eckert and his men had returned to the post, they could hear war drums in the distance and were forced to realize the post was in danger. But before Jim Atkins, a visitor from the east, Bull pretended that there would be no trouble and... What are you afraid of, Atkins? We've been back an hour, and there ain't been no sign of them redskins yet, has there? If you're a yeller, back your duds and scoot for home. It takes men to live in this country. You fool. I don't know why I waste the time arguing with you. You listen to me, whether you want to or not. I've been here long enough to understand your methods, boy. What's that to me? Before you're through, you may find it more than you bargained for. Look here, mister. You've got some kind of pull with the home office back east, or they wouldn't have fixed it for you to come here. But that don't make you my boss, savvy that? Fact is, you ain't even with the company. Yeah? And I'll tell you something more. I've been with the company for going on 15 years. I've handled the toughest post, the toughest men, and the rip-roaringest engines you ever want to see. And anybody will tell you that for all them 15 years, there ain't a fellow with the company that's got better belts for less cash than I have. Yeah, me. Bull record. I've heard about that. You're a once-over man. You get what you can in a season or two and then clear out. And after the enemies you've made, the company's had to withdraw from every district you've worked. Yeah, there just wasn't fellas tough enough to handle the jobs I can. That's the excuse you've always given. The company believed it for a time. Say, it seems to me for a number that ain't with the company, you've got a sight of information. Never mind that. I've told you what I think and what I know. And of all the stupid things you've done, kidnapping Lame Bear's son was the worst. Uh, you're kind of asking for trouble, ain't you? You plan on making it? Mister, I ought to pick you up and break you in two. Oh, Sounds like that woman of yours, you Yes, what is it? Oh, boy, Dale. The Indians have taken him. Oh, Jim. My Lord. Do something. Get him back. Go after them. Oh, please. Oh, wait, honey, wait. How did it happen? When was it? Oh, when I think of it. Here, honey. They sneaked up to the cabin. I didn't see them. I didn't hear them. And then... Yes? They just took him away. They never said a word. Never opened their mouths. Oh, Jim, it was horrible. How much of a start they got? It, it was half an hour ago. They tied me up. I just got free. Half an hour ago. I ain't no use chasing after him now. Hedrick, you're responsible. You started this trouble. I'll get you for this. You murder you. Yeah, that's all me. Go ahead and beat the light out of it. Fire a gun, anything. Fire, get away, shake me. Quick, come here. Oh, get this half point. Uh, get uh, off me. Get him away. Leave. Why am I breaking fire? Drive this little power chip. Crazy goat. Get it out. Get away from me. I'll fix him. Stay on. Kidnap my rest. Give me a hand. I got him. You. Hold on to him, fellas. Off his head. What was that he said about the red kids? Now, Dale, and you're the man responsible. Is that a fact, boss? What do it is? There ain't nothing to be done about it now. You've got to get my boy back. You've got to. Ma'am, I don't know how. I'll go after him. I'll go by myself. Now, hold on. You ain't going to do no such thing. Me, personal, I don't give a hoot what becomes of you. But the company said I was to see you didn't come to no harm. And you ain't going to if I can help it. Now, just get it out of your head. You're leaving this post, because you ain't. We gotta think of some other way to handle this. Boss, how about telling the Redskins they get the Chief's youngin' back if they send back Jim's kid? You willing to go bargain with him? Well, I You set foot near Lame Bear's village and you'll be losing your top hair before you can turn your tracks. But there must be some way. There must be. Yes, I guess. Wait, huh? That masked fella. Oh, what about him? Don't you recollect what he said, boss? Don't you recollect his saying that if we got into trouble we couldn't handle to get in touch with him? A masked man? Honey, Bull told me about him. Perhaps he can help us. No, I don't How'd know. How'd we find him? Build the signals much, like he told us. I'll bet he'd be just local enough to come. And what in blazes could that hombre do that we couldn't? He said he'd be willing to do what he could, didn't he? He wouldn't be fool enough to risk his scalp for strangers. Well, what's in the harm in finding out? Well... If there's any way to get my boy back, you've got to try it. There's nothing else to be done. Good enough. If he's willing to risk his scalp, that suits me fine. And if he ain't, we're in no worse fix than we was before. Sure. 
Pete, you go in the back room where Elaine Bear's kid is and see if there's anything he needs. Grub or anything like that. We'd better go easy on the young'un. Uh-huh. And you, Ruth, yeah. go build that fire. Build as big a smoke as you know how. Then we'll see what happens. Now get... The masked man was waiting for a signal from the trading post and answered it at once. From Bull and Jim Atkins, he learned what had happened. Then he raced back to his camp again. As he reined in his great horse, Silver, he saw Tonto approaching in the distance. Oh, Silver! Oh, 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 tell him, did you get to talk to Lane Bear? Uh-huh. Tonto see him, and him plenty mad. When they were gone, I got a signal from the trading post. The Indians stole the son of those people from the east. Tonto know that. Kimosabe, how'd you find out? Me with Injun. One brave fetch boy there. What are the Indians' plan? Are they going to keep the boy? Lame bear, not let boy go. When him get White Bird back. And the men at the post absolutely refused to give up White Bird until Atkins' son has returned. Neither side trusts the other. Hmm, that's plenty bad. Neither the whites nor the Indians will give up the prisoner first. Tonto, no lame bear not do that. But Kimosabe, I promised to do what I could. Unless this is settled peaceably, there'll still be more trouble. Isn't that right? I couldn't plan anything until you'd returned. But I've been thinking... What do you think? Tonto, no one at the trading post has seen you. That's right. And so there is a way this trouble might be settled. What that way? If the whites and the Indians could both be persuaded to surrender their prisoners in exchange for a hostage, perhaps... What? What do you mean? Suppose the whites were told Lane Bear himself would ride alone to the trading post, put himself into their hands while they released Whitebird, and remain there captive until Dale was sent back. Lane Bear, not do that. Wait, Tonto. And suppose that Lane Bear was told that Dale's father would do the same. Give himself up as hostage for his son until Whitebird's return. Do you think Lane Bear would agree to that? Maybe him do that. In reality, however, neither Lane Bear nor Jim Atkins would act as hostages. What do you mean? Kimosabe, would you be willing to risk your life to help settle this quarrel? Oh, Tonto do that. Then I have a plan. I'll return to the trading post and put the proposition up to them. In the meantime, you'll ride to Lane Bear's village and make the same suggestion to him. Tonto savvy. If they both agree, you'll go to the post and say you're Lane Bear. I happen to know that although his tribe traded with Bull Eckert in the past... None of the whites at the post have ever seen the chief himself. Uh-huh. White Bird can't speak English, so he won't be able to give your identity away. Uh-huh. I'll take off my mask and put on a disguise, and then ride to Lane Bear's village, pretending to be Jim Atkins. And somehow I'll manage to warn Dale not to reveal who you are when he's sent back to the post. That heap smart. Neither side will know it's been tricked until both prisoners are home again. And then it won't matter. Not right. But, Hunter, there's one other thing. What? What that? Bull thinks Jim Atkins is just a visitor from the east, curious to see the west. Oh. I have a different idea, however. And if this trouble is taken care of, I think there's going to be a basis established for real peace between the whites and the Indians in this territory. And that would be plenty good. Now, Tonto, you understand everything? Tonto savvy. Then let's ride. I'll go to the trading post while you persuade Lame Bear to accept the hostage. Steady, Silver. Tonto. Tonto, do that. Then return to camp as quickly as you can. I'll meet you here. Uh-huh. Hi, Curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. A 
fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto left their camp in different directions as the first step in their daring plan. At the trading post, Jim Atkins and his wife waited for word from the masked man. But Bull Eckert had no confidence in him and... Look here, Atkins. You're a stranger in these parts. Like I tried to tell you before, I savvy things you don't. And I say that masked fellow's a crook. He ain't helping you out for nothing. We'll see. And once more, I contend he ain't even got no ideas on how to straighten things out anyway. He said he'd be back. Uh, he'll be back. Like blazes. Bess, oh, oh, oh. Bess, look. The masked man. Yes, Jim, he did come back. What? The masked man. You still insist you won't release Whitebird until your son has returned? Mr. I... Atkins ain't got nothing to say about that. Lame Bear's youngin' is my prisoner. And he don't get loose till we see Dale back here safe and sound. I happen to know the Indians feel the same way about releasing Dale. They won't do that until White Bird has been returned to them. And if we was loco enough to let our prisoner go back first, them Injun to double crosses are sure shooting. I doubt that. Stranger, I want you to know that I'd be willing to take your word for Lane Bear's good faith. Uh, but what Bull says is correct. Our only hold on Lane Bear is the fact that his son is in our hands. And as much as I'd like to bargain for an even trade, masked man, I'm afraid to chance it. I understand, Atkins. But isn't, isn't there some other plan? There is. If you people will do your part. What, mister? Tell us what. Suppose Lane Bear puts himself into your hands and you release his boy. Then Lane Bear, the chief of the tribe, would be your hostage until Dale was safely returned. No, Lane Bear wouldn't do that in a million years. But if he did... It would be a way out. And you'd send White Bird back to his people? We would. But I don't see how... No, you can't have any possible objection to that. With Lane Bear in your hands, he wouldn't dare keep Dale. It wouldn't mean his life and he'd know it. Look here, masked man. How do we know you can get Lane Bear to come here? You don't. What's more, I'm making no promises. I'm only asking for your word that if he does, you'll play fair and release Whitebird. Yes, we'll give you that. I'll answer for all of us. Then I'll leave you. There's much to be done. And if my son comes back to me, I'll bless you as long as I live. We'll see you again, friend. You will, but the faster I act now, the better. All right, old fellow. Now to see what luck Tonto had with Lane Bear. Come on, Silver. Come on, old boy. Bear's village, Dale Atkins, confined to a teepee, was guarded by a group of warriors under the command of the chief himself. Sorrow at the loss of his own son was written deeply on Lane Bear's face. But at the sound of approaching hoofs, his features became expressionless. His figure straightened, and he issued a brief order to the braves about him. Dartoka! Romanikte! Oh, 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 White man, keep word. White man, come. <laughs> Your chief, Lane Bear? Uh, me, Lane Bear. I'm the man you hold prisoner while the white boy is given his freedom. Uh, I trust you, Lane Bear. I've come to you unarmed. I remain here until White Bird returns to you. White Bird not come, you die. I understand. Lee Patu! But wait, Lane Bear. Huh? Before the boy is released, I want to speak to him. You have my word, I'll not trick you. Why you won't see him? To give him a message for the whites, to make certain White Bird is freed. Where is the boy? Him here in teepee. You go, make talk with white boy. Lame bear, wait here, outside, but not wait long. Very well, lame bear. I'll hurry. talked to the boy, Dale was led from the teepee, given a pony, and was allowed to go free. Knowing that the Lone Ranger's life depended upon the return of Whitebird before sundown, Dale drove the Indian pony to the limit of its strength. At last, he reined in before the trading post. Oh, oh boy, oh, oh, 
Dale, my boy, you're safe. Mother and Dad. Son, thank heaven you're back. Bull, where is he? Lame Bert's son has got to be sent back to his tribe right away. Bull's inside with Chief Lame Bear. Then come on, hurry. But Dale. Mother, this is important. Come along, Dad. Yes. And boy, you've got to let White Bird and Lame Bird go back to their tribe now. What's the hurry, son? The man's life depends on it. Dale, boy will let them go. You come back. Just a minute. Dale, you just come from that Indian village. Is this here Indian, Chief Lame Bear, or ain't it? Uh, me, Lame Bear. Shut up, Redskin. I'm asking the boy. Well, Dale, is he or ain't he? Why, why sure he is. <laughs> All right, Paul, my boy's back. Now, there's no reason to hold the chief or his son any longer. No. <laughs> we promised that masked man that White Bird would be given his freedom as soon as Lame Bear gave himself over to us. Bull, you insisted then on waiting until Dale got here. And now you... Wait. My dad, what's wrong? Dale, you weren't to be released until White Bird got back to his village. But how did you get away? Why, and they let me go when that white man got there. What white man? Well, I don't know his name, but he turned himself over to the Indians in my place until White Bird gets back to them. And then he... Was he masked, son? Why, then what did he look like? Think, Dale. Well, he was tall, held himself straight, had wide shoulders, looked like he knew how to handle himself. That was him. Jim, you mean... The same man without his mask. It must have been. But I don't understand this. Well, Atkins, I do, sir, you see. Your masked friend has put himself in a tough spot. What do you mean, Bull? Dad, we've got to get fresh horses and get these Indians started. Ah, uh, me go now. Take White Bird. Not so fast. Them two ain't going no place. That man's life is at stake. If White Bird isn't back in the village by sundown, the Indians will kill him. <gasps> Me go. Keep back, all of you. Wait, put down the gun. Put that gun away. Didn't you hear what Dale just told us? Ruth, Pete, come here. Will you go down? Shut up. Now, listen to me. I'm the head of this trading post, the boss here. And now I got things fixed just the way I want them. What do you mean? Listen, we want furs and then Redskins got them. But already Lame Bear here climbed up on his high horse. Said his Indians weren't going to trade here no more. But I say they are. Because until we get them furs, Lame Bear and his kid, White Bird, stay right here. You rotten schemer, Bull. You've made just one mistake. Yeah? Your plan is based on this man being Lame Bear. Well, he isn't. He's named Tonto, the friend of the men who rescued me. Well, you think I believe that? Believe it or not, it's true. I promised I wouldn't tell, but now I've got to. That's plenty true. Me take White Bird and go. No, you don't. Roof, Pete, keep the bunch of them covered. We're all staying right here. From the teepee where he was closely guarded, the Lone Ranger watched the sun drop toward the horizon. As the minutes passed, he began to wonder if White Bird would come before nightfall. Lame Bear waited no less grimly than his prisoner. But at length, he spoke to a warrior at his side, then turned and entered the teepee. Pale face, sun go down quick. White Bird will come, Lame Bear. He'll be here. Him not here now. You here, brave, ready for you. My people call. Kaluk. Copay. At Lame Bear's shout, two stalwart braves entered the teepee. Each gripped an arm of the Lone Ranger. Then Lame Bear brushed aside the flap of the tent and led the way, the others forcing the white man to follow him. The Lone Ranger saw that resistance would be futile. He looked toward the west, where the sun was slowly sinking beneath the rim of the horizon. Something must have gone wrong. Still a minute or two, not long enough. If White Bird were coming, he'd be here by this time. This must be the end unless... You speak? Nothing you'd understand, Lane Bear. Alut Nopti! The Lone Ranger was led to the stake. Rawhide lashes bound his hands and lashings were drawn about his body. The chanting of the Indians grew softer. His wood was piled higher and higher around him. In the end, it had to come sometime. I hoped it might be postponed. So much still to be done. You... The sun hasn't disappeared yet, Lame Bear. Soon sun all gone. You afraid? Afraid of what? 
You afraid of pain? There will be no pain, Lane Bear. You lie. White bird not come back. There still is time. No. Now sun gone. Monique, carpe. Not pay. The sun was gone. Lane Bear raised his arm and signaled to the Indians who were waiting. With flaming torches, they approached the deadwood pile around the stake. The torture fire was lighted. The flames took hold quickly, leaping up to consume the small sticks. A cloud of smoke billowed up the logs, and the Lone Ranger felt that all hope was gone. Then a distant shout. Horses loomed from the edge of the distant wood. A paint horse carrying Tonto, another rider in white cloud, was close behind. All eyes turned, and Chief Lane Bear saw the Lone Ranger's friend dashing toward the council ring. Ratu! The chief roared commands to his men. They leaped into the flames, kicked aside the burning wood, while Lane Bear himself sliced through the ropes and thongs that bound the Lone Ranger. Tonto, Lane Bear's son and Jim, thundered close and brought their horses to a rearing halt. Tonto, you come. Chief Lane Bear, your son, he's with Tonto. Latu! Ha-ta! Ha! Tonto, what happened, huh? Oh, oh, try hold us. We have fight. Make him prisoner. Bull wouldn't let you and Whitebird go. Friend, he wouldn't have. If it hadn't been for Tonto here, you should have seen this Indian part of yours go into action. There's no doubting he's your friend. He must have been. I told Lane Bear you'd come, but Lane Bear. Me make talk with Whitebird. Him say these men good men. Other pale face bad men. There are good and bad among both Indians and white men, Lane Bear. We want to be your friends. You brave. You not afraid, die. You heap friend, Lame Bear. Chief Lame Bear, I'm from the East. I represent the Empire Trading Company. I was sent here to check on Bull Eckhart. And now I want to say that Eckhart will be replaced by an honest, competent man as soon as I return. But, Chief, more than that, my company wants to keep your trade. Atkins, I suspected that was your errand. This country is too wild to visit merely out of curiosity. I've told you this only because I believe it necessary, under the circumstances. You send good men to a trading post? Lame Bear, sell them fur. Good. Chief Lame Bear, I think this is the beginning of real peace in this country. And the credit goes to the masked man.
have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank <laughs> you.